Welcome to another episode of the Awareness Advantage Podcast, where leaders who are good at getting stuff done become great leaders to influence and inspire people. I'm your U.S. co-host and best-selling author, Kevin McCarthy, joined by my good friend, Canadian business partner, and best-selling author, Licky Labji. If you have not yet done so, click subscribe so you never miss an episode. And now, the Awareness Advantage Podcast. So, Licky, you were thinking about something this morning that, that we were talking about. Yeah, you know, it's, it's, it's interesting. I, I finally thought of something this morning. I usually wake up with nothing. Well, let's just leave it out there for a second. I want to just leave it out there for a second because I don't want to create something that's not going to happen yet. So I just wonder if there's something specific that you want to talk about today. You know, I do this every week. So anybody have any topics they want to cover today? Any thoughts? Because one of the things that Kevin and I were talking about, and a friend brought this up yesterday, was about living with intention. Are we living with intention all the time? If so, what does that look like for you? Does your work identify who you are? Or do you have your own intentions about work? Or do you have your own intentions about life? Any thoughts on that? I'm a first timer, so I don't want to take uh, too much space <laughs> on stage. We want you to go for it. Cool. Cool. No, I think it's an interesting question. My, uh, my wife and I, our digital marketing agency is, you know, branded as space creators. And the ethos is really around our own personal journey with delegation and intention around work-life balance and, you know, a life by design and a little bit different than I think the usual nine to five that uh, a lot of people can fall into. And yeah, it's just been interesting as we continue to grow our business and scale um, in terms of intention, you know, daily, I, I try to remind myself <laughs> of what we started the company about, but often as things grow and, and it almost seems a more that I do <laughs> bring my intention to disconnecting, being present with my son and family, enjoying those moments integrating life and work where possible, just the busier we get. And the more <laughs> I have to remind myself uh, of these, you know, principles that we tried to found our brand on and, and build our team around. And it's interesting because even with our team, often we have to work later hours than maybe we would if we punched in at an office and on weekends, but we all really enjoy what we do and the clients we work with. So again, it's like, it takes a lot of intention in, in that principle of slowing down sometimes, reminding yourself that slowing down can help you speed up. And, uh, <laughs> and work just reminds me of the power of that over and over again, because sure enough, actually intentionally try to take some time off and big projects is about to kick off or a, a referral comes in or someone comes in through our website, a big opportunity, and <laughs> now you're scrambling and chasing shiny objects again. So yeah, that, that resonates with me a lot as a question. That's awesome. Thanks, Steve. Cheers. Thanks. Any other uh, comments around living with intention? I'll just do it with Steve. I think like the, the big part about like that slowing down is like when you're out of intention, it's so easy to just kind of fall into that some habits and they don't always necessarily serve you. I think like the thing about intention lately is asking about like, is this habit serving me or is it not? And is it something I need to to clean up and just bring some awareness to? I think like intention is like just another fancy word for awareness, right? So what are we being aware of? And is it is this the things we actually want? 
I think that's something that comes up. Like, uh, it's around intentions, but I, we, I was talking with a gentleman on LinkedIn about the intentions of why we do postings or not, right? Like just cause some people are very, my intentions is to do value with like a hidden sales. Like how do you like, if you're going to post, what's your intention around each of those posts? And then how does that intention serve the next one? It's just like, well, as I work more through it, it's like, it's all these chained intentions. And just to be like, if you're going to put your work into something, is it the right things? And ask yourself that. So Gene, what I'm, what I'm hearing is, is, is it aligned to your own values as well? Right? I think those, your values. And if you've got a philosophy in life or a purpose is like, those are like, those are your core. Maybe that's even your fuel. Right. And when your intentions really shine and glow to their fullest is when they're truly connected to those. Uh, you just said values and core and purpose aligned to the intention. Yeah. Any thoughts around that? Yeah, I, I have some thoughts around that. That's when you guys were talking, that was one of the things I've really been reflecting on is this process of becoming aware and not just aligning yourself with your work and your title as a as kind of unvaluable because I, you know, have climbed the ladder or I make a lot of money or whatever, but because you've consciously done that process of understanding what your values are and you have a desire and motivation to live by those values. For me, that's a process that I only actually figured out in this past year. And I'm trying to now in my own mind say, how, how do people become conscious of this stuff sooner and faster? And how can I help them start to see how how amazing things can shift when you do create that awareness and really take the time to think about what your values are and and become more intentional in your life. Mm. Uh, thanks, Barry. I know a few sessions ago, we talked a little bit about our own, own internal values, right? And some of us had a hard time articulating that. So if we're trying to live our lives with intention and we wake up with wanting to live with intention, but we can't align our values or purpose, What's the intention then? Is it just work? Make enough money so you can retire? <laughs> there you go. <laughs> the, the good old lot of 649 plan, right? From that perspective, Lucky, maybe there's the idea of like intentions are like kind of like a, the rings of an onion. As you peel them back more, uh, you get to that deeper level of intentions, right? That first one is just like, well, this is what I know, or maybe I'm, I'm prepared to be aware of. It's like that working just to, to make the bills. And the next one goes a little bit deeper going, oh, I, I like this role because I get fulfilled. Oh, I actually get fulfilled because it connects to this value. Well, what's this idea of values? And it just kind of like spirals and, and digs more the more you connect. Yeah. So what I heard there is that you just got to go with what you know at, at that moment and things will just start unraveling for you. But as long as you're living with some kind of intention, right? Is this resonating with you? Is this, does this feel right? Um, and if it doesn't, well, how do you start making being aware just to make those little shifts, right? Like those changes to Barry's point, it is a process. It takes time and it takes the, the, the decision going, does this fill me? Am I chasing the right energy here? Hmm. Okay. So let's think about this. Here's a question. Who woke up this morning with intention? I intended to wake up. <laughs> Coffee. <laughs> Well, no, so there was no guarantee, but I wasn't. Kevin, I, I, I don't know if you're awake yet. You, you haven't said a single word today. What's going on? 
Well, I, I was being very intentional about checking in for my Southwest airline flight tomorrow. <laughs> Sorry, just had to stick out for a second. So you're not uh, being intentional about being in the moment here with us. I don't know yeah. how I feel about that right now. <laughs> know, I'm just being honest. You know, miss it. So he, he's intentionally being honest, which is good. Um, he he didn't give me a heads up on that. Now, uh, honestly, so did we actually? Did who woke up this morning with intention? And if so. What's the word, one word you can identify to your intention? Creating. Creating. Love it. That's Mark. every day. Yeah, Mark. Yeah, but you know, I like to stay quiet the first half hour. Yeah, we know. And then, then all of a sudden, it's a mic drop moment from Mark. <laughs> yeah. No, I always say you don't want to live by accident. You want to live on purpose. So intention. And the other thing I thought of is like, sometimes we just do things by accident. We might just have some natural gifts. But what you, when you take and start to do it with intention, it actually elevates and multiplies that effort. And so I think it's important to recognize that there's, that we need intention in developing those gifts or developing our skills, uh, because what we did by accident, natural could actually go on, go to a new level to accomplish our goals. So, and the other thing I thought of is just micro intentions during the day, like with certain tasks, you know, it's really important. If you actually focus on it, you can get it done a lot quicker. And so now your time management is a whole other level, right? Because, because of that. My last thought, of course, has to be around relationships. When's the last time we woke up with an intention to strengthen a relationship in our life? Often we, we live by accident when it comes to relationships or by, you know, natural ebb and flow, but I think it, I, th I like it when, when I, when I think of it and I do something intentionally, uh, to bless my wife or to bless, you know, a teammate or whoever, uh, I think it really strengthens the trust equity and whatnot. So that's my thoughts about intention. And there you go. The mic drop moment from Mark started at eight eighteen today. He didn't wait till eight forty five. Uh, thanks, Mark. Uh, I love what you just said there. Don't live by accident, live on purpose. And then the other one was about the relationships. Uh, what, what I got out of that was just live in intention. Don't make it hard. Just be on track. Question for Mark. What is your style again, Mark? Or my uh, connector. Light spot style. Well, depends on which one. If I do the leadership, it's connector or peacemaker, but get right. more, more towards the connector. That's why I like Mark. We're the, we're the same. He's yeah. cool. Right, right. Yeah, if you haven't had a chance to take the Blight Spot assessment, I highly encourage you to do so. In fact, we've changed the technology here just recently. And so it's uh, become, it was already 86 to 92% accurate based on feedback we get from the people that take it. And now it should be even higher because we have a new technology partner that allowed us to do some technology tweaking. And so it actually identifies your your primary and your secondary and tertiary styles, which is cool. So if you haven't taken the latest version, do that. And you can find that at blindspotsglobal.com, or you can go to uh, Mark's website, markgordon.ca, right? And uh, the reason I asked that, Mark, is because you talk about intentionality with relationships, and it immediately got me thinking about the, the different sides of the circle when it comes to the blind spot assessment, right? So, you, you know, if you, uh, in fact, we haven't done this for a while, but, uh, if we, if you think in terms of these questions, 
Would you say that you're more of a direct, fast-paced kind of a person? Or would you say you're more slower paced, a little bit more indirect kind of a person? And depending on how you would answer that, you would be in the top half or the bottom half of this circle. And then you would subdivide that down the middle axis, uh, the vertical axis, and you would ask yourself, well, am I a more task-oriented, uh, guarded kind of a person or am I more open, people-oriented kind of a person? And however you subdivide your, your answers to those two sets of questions would put you into one of the four quadrants. And, and I share that to say, if you're on the task side of the equation, like that's kind of more naturally to be task oriented than people oriented, then being intentional about relationships is more work. Harder, there's challenges that doesn't come as natural, right? So it, for, for us on that side of the equation, we have to really be cognizant. We've got to maintain a higher level, as Gene put it, a higher level of awareness about that potential blind spot so that we can actually become more intentional about our relationships. Mm. I might, I might add there, Kevin, when you, when you do that, then, and your, your mate or your partner, or even a business partner or, or teammate, when they know that you're on that quadrant and then you do something intentional, it speaks even you're, you're multiplying. And so what you can do is just treat it, put it into your task list. If you're from that side and people laugh at me when I say that, like Blicky just did, but actually if, if you've explained your blind spots to each other, the other person, they're going to realize that that's how you need to operate in order to remember to do it. But when you do that, you've taken the effort to put it into your schedule and your task list, it actually speaks to the love language. So mm. that, that just. You know, for me, I'm on the other quadrant, so I'm a people person. It's a lot easier for me to be intentional with the relationships, but then I've got to, you know, I've got to do something that's going to speak to that person on the other quadrant. And so anyway, just a thought, either one requires intentionality, uh, but it also speaks to the person that you put some effort into it. Yeah. I think, uh, there might be the, uh, reverse. I'll throw this out as a, as a um, concept. If you're on the people side of the equation, it might be a uh, more child, more challenging and might uh, take more energy to be intentional about being detailed and being task focused. Stop knocking me, Kevin. Uh, Stop knocking me. Are you chasing his quarrels again? <laughs> <laughs> no, that's true, isn't it? Um, I, I like what Mark said about people on this side of the quadrant. It's easy. It's just natural. But we have to be aware on the other side, it isn't. And we just have to be aware of that. And the whole thing about not, if you're not aware of it, what happens? Complex. And the other thing, Licky, is if, if we, if it is easy for us, people will just say, oh, that's just Mark. Yeah. They don't receive it as me being intentionally building a relationship or intentionally investing in that relationship because, oh, Mark's always so nice. He's always this, he's always that, right? So it, we, we need to be able to um, really dialogue and communicate those things to each other. So, Mark, you just said something that's interesting. If it's just easy and natural, isn't that what living with intention is, though? Yeah, I think if you if you do it consistently, it can be easier. But actually, I think I think living with intention is is not easy. I think it's I think it requires effort. I think it requires thought and requires you know planning 
And so I think, I think the fruit of it makes life easier, but it, the effort it takes to live intentionally is not necessarily easy or natural. If you are in leadership at any level, from frontline manager to chief executive, Licky and I would like to invite you to join the conversations in our live virtual studio audience every Thursday or any Thursday that you are available from 8 a.m. to 9 a.m. Pacific time. For more information, please visit us at blindspots.vip forward slash audience. That's blindspots.vip forward slash audience. Now, back to the program. There's part of me that wants to challenge the word easy a little bit. It's I think easy is such an overused word, right? Like there's a whole, like, if you live the easy life, life's going to be hard. And if you do the hard stuff now, life will be easy to your, to your point. But like, yeah, it's like air quotes, easy just to drift, but it, it sure, I, I don't think it's actually, I, I think we, we overuse that word a little bit, right? Like it does take that intentionality to get up and actually do something with the energy that we have every day and to be doing that takes awareness and focus and it can as well like be easy if you get into that in, in, right into that right flow it's like it's but there's a component of it like going to the gym and be like yeah doing the push-ups or lifting the weights or doing the runs is like strenuous but like that's what we're built to do we are built to be resilient and strength and like to actually push ourselves forward we're built to to get through challenges it's like why we're wired is why we have all of our a lot of the challenges we do have in this modern age because we don't have the challenges that we were built to go find so we make them up i want to kind of push a little further in thinking that does something have to be hard in order to have value or is it because it's easy it doesn't have it's not as valuable as something that is hard from what mark was saying before we go oh it's just mark it's easy well isn't our natural talents of value just as much as those that we have? Shannon, let's, let's bottom line that a bit. Let's ask that question in different ways. Uh, I'll give you that opportunity. Can you just ask it in a little bit of different way? What are you trying to say there? Well, if it's easy for somebody, we just think, oh, well, that's just easy for them. It's natural. They don't. Um, but if somebody is working hard to do something or, or be, being intentional, like, it's hard for me to be intentional. I, I got to really work at it. We sometimes feel that when we really got to work, work at something that's more valuable than if we just wake up and do it easy and just do it. So working for Shannon. So who's that? That was me. Hi. Hey, Shannon. I, when you talk, when you say that, the first word that comes to mind is slow state. So for me, when I find things are easy, I'm in flow and I can be more creative and more productive so that it does actually have more value. Okay. So I think to, to your point, if it's easy, does it not have value to me? It's actually quite the opposite. So when something comes from a place of flow, I find it actually is more valuable and I'm more productive and it's more authentic what I produce. Mm. Hey, Mark, I, I know you're going like this. You got something to say about that in relationships, don't you? <laughs> well, I like that. Yeah, I like that. I like what Shannon said too. I, I agree with what Shannon said. All I'm saying, what I think my point was, was they shouldn't actually um, 
devalue because somebody can do something well because the other but the other side of that is they may not have seen the effort that went into become making it an easy flow you know or whatever so the other the other term i come up with sometimes is it it's simple not easy so sometimes we have simple things that we it doesn't mean it was easy just because it was simple but yeah i like i like this discussion and Shifa was really good too. I like that she had to say. Mark, do you have a book coming out on all your little sayings that you have? You need you need to. Oh, I try and capture most of them. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, but isn't that true? Like it, being in flow, that's something I've been talking about for the last few weeks around is around flow. But if it's easy, is it taken for granted then? I think we undervalue things when they're easy. I know like people will tell me something I did was good. And then I'll be like, you know, well, it was no big deal. Cause I think everyone can do that. And they're like, no, not everyone can do that. <laughs> so I think we devalue things that come easier to us. Hmm. That just throws back to like telling me over a year ago, you can't take a compliment. Damn trick. Anybody else have that problem? Oh, I used to big time and I still do it a lot of ways. I think we all do in one way or another. Um, there was a time where I couldn't at all. One thing that helped me start to, because I couldn't either, was to realize it was an expression of gratitude. And who am I to take their gratitude away? Ah, what a nice, what a great reframe, eh, Gene? Maybe he's gone to coaching, coaching school. He must be doing something like that. I love that, Mark. Thanks. So I want to go back to, I want to tie all this in when I asked the first question, do you wake up with intention? And if so, what's the one or two words that you can say? Throw it in the chat window what your intention would be on a morning when you wake up. For example, for me, it's love and connection. That's kind of what I try and wake up with. And it's work. It's work. Trying to keep that going. But connections are important to me, no matter what. For me, it was to be present in the moment. Yeah, perfect. Present, love, connection, get stuff done. What else? What else shows up for people? It doesn't include, you know, the laundry, the dishes, the, the clean. Piece <laughs> <laughs> of stuff in front of my computer. It's funny. I'm looking at Kevin's finished necessary task. You're so far on the left side. It's not funny. Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> I'm an energizer. I've been <laughs> on both sides of that. You know, ask oh, that was that was totally is, a left yeah. side answer. Right. Yeah. No doubt. Yeah. Okay. So this is good. So these are great questions, right? Mental to do checklists. Love that. Be grateful. How hard is that to do on an ongoing basis? Is that top of mind? Do we live with that intention all day? And if we started to, would that make our life easier? Would it take away? I'm asking, like, Gene, this is, you got to slap me. How many questions did I ask in the last 30 seconds? Yeah, but yeah. Let's bottom line this. Yeah. We have one. Jeez, I got to get back to CTI. Um, are you? <laughs> no more coffee to you. That's what happens on four hours of sleep. So let me bottom line that. If you live with intention, would your life become easier as the day goes? comes up for me, Licky, when you say that, is the word momentum. 
right? Like momentum takes a little bit to get moving. It's just like constant pushing of the wheel. And then eventually the wheel starts to spin faster and faster and faster. And you're not pushing it any harder. It's just all these things compound over time, right? Like, and I think maybe that's where instead of thinking about easy, when I challenged Mark there, it's, it's the word is momentum. Do you have the momentum behind your intentions yet? No. Do another push. And like that micro intention idea that Mark shared too. So Mark, you're just filling up all the things here. You, you uh, if you live with intention, would you then be less reactive? And I think reaction and reactivity is probably the, uh, the cutting killer for most of us. If we are not careful, we'll find ourselves reacting to the day and not being intentional. About the day. Mm. Good. Yeah. I like Ashifa's word to flow. But there, I don't know if you probably have all heard the flywheel principle or water wheel principle where, you know, the you picture the water, the water wheel where the, you know, the buckets pick up the water and then dumps it up and it keeps the flywheel concept is that the, the more you go, the, the more it carries its own momentum. And, and so it might feel easy, but it's not, it's, it's the momentum you've created or the flow you've created. Uh, from those little intentions doing that work. So what feels like hard in the beginning becomes a little easier because the flywheel principle takes over and you get that momentum starting to flow. Yeah. So be the flywheel. Just add a little water to the bucket every day and you're going to start to see the starts so to go. When you're living an intention, are you living in the moment and not living on autopilot? Yeah. And does that mean that you actually live a better life and a more complete life and have more time because you're experiencing life? I would just say you utilize your time better. I think you're right, Shannon. That's a great point. Yeah. I was saying for me, if I live with intention, that allows me the space to say no to what's not important and just focus on what I really believe I want to put my efforts into. So the effort based on what I want or what I'm trying to create, what's important to me. And it makes it easier for me to align with my own values and just make space for what's important to me and makes it easier for me to say no to things that are not, which I find is hard. Yeah. Thanks. I was kind of going on the same track as that. If we're living with intention on the goods, on the stuff that we want to live with, do we naturally just remove the other obstacles in our lives and just live with intention and living on our purpose. How many people actually know their purpose? <laughs> yeah. We had that question a couple, couple of weeks ago. Yeah. What about living intentionally for the future? Where will you be in five years? Sitting here, looking out my window. <laughs> Retired. <laughs> <laughs> what does that word mean? Uh-huh. That's the one I want. <laughs> okay. So can, Kevin, tell me a little bit more about where you want to go with that. Because I can go like five different places with that one. What are you trying to sure, say? Sure. You know, it's, it's one thing, you know, it's one concept that we've been hashing around as far as being intentional daily, getting out of bed intentionally, being focused, therefore, and, and, uh, and being present. And that's really important. But if we only live intentionally for the day... Are we just going to end up somewhere five years from now? And maybe we've enjoyed the journey because we were living intentionally, 
but did we really want to be where we ended up five years from now? Rhetorical question, are you today exactly where you thought you'd be five years ago? For me, I think it's important to develop kind of a North Star, but not get too attached to the path to that North Star. And maybe that's the balance is like, I have this purpose, this whatever, this North Star of where I want to go in my life, in my relationships, in my work, how I want to show up and serve. What I am trying not to do is muscle my way through it with a whole bunch of to-do lists and deliverables, but to be more open to the fact that the actual success is in the journey of working towards that North Star and what I learned through that journey. And it's not like I have to wait till I get there to feel successful. That's good. Let me, let me clarify. So is your North Star a target for, let's just say, five years from now? Or is it just a sort of out there target for the rest of life? I think it's kind of a, you know, it's that sense of when I, you know, when my last day is, and I don't know when it is, I want to be able to look back on my life and feel proud of who I was and how I impacted others. And so based on that, if that's when I know my quote unquote definition of success is for the last day, um, now I know every day, am I living in a way that's going to help me feel that when my last day comes, whether it's 30 years from now, today, or two years from now. So if, I, if I'm understanding, uh, I want to I make sure I'm clear. What I'm hearing may be different than what you're saying, but what I'm hearing is that your North Star is, is more of your your life values, your 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 legacy of who you are as a person. Mm-hmm. Um, my my question initially was more about where you will be in life, not necessarily as a person and values, and I mean that's really important. But if we're living intentionally today, like why do we get up and do our work? You know, and we can say we love our work, but you know, truth is, if nobody paid us to do our work, we'd be doing something different. Um, so what is it that we do and how are we being intentional and where do we want to be? Maybe it's physically, maybe it's, you know, um, in you know, certain, certain type of relationship, maybe it's, you know, geographically, whatever, where do we want to be in five years, 10 years? If you are in leadership at any level, from frontline manager to chief executive, Licky and I would like to invite you to join the conversations in our live virtual studio audience every Thursday or any Thursday that you are available from 8 a.m. to 9 a.m. Pacific time. For more information, please visit us at blindspots.vip forward slash audience. That's blindspots.vip forward slash audience. Now back to the program. Right. To come in, what I'm hearing is more of a, what's my life on goals? Have I achieved this? Have I achieved the ideal situation in work, relationships, uh, physicality, movement, or physicality place where you want to be living in Kurosawa, for example? Is that what you're trying to say? 
Is that yeah, going to be lifelong? It just uh, is five year plan. Five year plan. day, it's like, yeah. where am I going? What am? Where am I going? How am I going? How am I going to get there? If you run a business, right, you can't just set your values and your mission statement. You have to have very specific roadmap. This is where we're going. This is how we're going to grow. This is how we're going to dominate in the marketplace. You know, this is how we're going to serve our customers. You have a really defined roadmap, and I find that it's harder for us as individuals, uh, as people to kind of live in a similar fashion. Now we can't be quite as rigid as a blueprint for a business, but that's the question is where will you be in five years? So here's an interesting one, Kevin. Um, as you said that, I'm going to reframe that question a little bit and say, if life was over for you tomorrow, would you have achieved what you need to achieve by tomorrow? And would you be happy with the legacy you leave? I just finally started living my intention and my purpose. I've got a lot to finish before I'm ready to walk away, which is very different than my mentality five years ago. Yeah. Good. Yeah. I mean, I, to speak to that, Kevin, I've had those goals. I want to move here. I want this role. I want to have these kind of um, specific things I can point to as success. And when I got there, I realized I didn't feel very successful at all. They were just goals I had set for myself and I achieved them. They were great, but they're not the things I'm going to remember when it's my last day. Yeah. And that's kind of where I was going with that, Barry, is that it, we've, I, I think we've all set goals of, you know, in 10 years, I want to do this. Uh, I want to retire at blank and have X amount of money to be doing this. And then what? Then what happens? And I'm just wondering if any of the left-siders are cringing right now on this. The analyzers, the, the stabilizers, the controllers are really... I, I am no. a controller. Yeah. You are? Okay, interesting. That's right. Okay, that's interesting. So you've shifted. And I know, I know I'm cringing when Kevin, you started saying about where's my five-year goal look like financially and business-wise. I'm like, I don't really give a crap. It'll just happen if I live my purpose, and it's, it's just going to come come out there. It's learning. Glad me not. I know. That's but yeah, yeah, that's why we get along so well, Kevin. Like, hey, Sarah, Sarah, whatever will be, will be. Singing <laughs> in the rain. But Kevin, we talked about that. It's our we wake up with our intentions, right? Now, uh, how much time do you have? Yeah. So on that note, um, I know we're going all over the place here, but does work create your life is work your life is that the intention yep you know me i don't do anything but <laughs> how many never breakfast yet yeah uh, no, no, no. you you changed gears on me like yeah I'm not- i did i did but I, I know i know you as well right now so i want to bring this up and 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 i want no, to we're stick this out to stick on this as well sorry kevin go ahead no, 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 because I, I totally agree with, you know, this idea of just becoming and being intentional about who you're becoming and living out your values. Um, that's, that's all really, really important. But does not, am I the only one here with a bucket list? Like, who's got a bucket list? Who has, honestly, who's got things you would love to see or love to do or experience in this lifetime? Right. So one of my bucket lists is I want to live on an island. 
it is what it is, but it's uh, yeah, for decades. I've wanted to live in a tropical Island, maybe just help, maybe open up a scuba shack and just do scuba lessons for a little while. Um, so today, uh, we're making plans to do that in two years from now, I intend to be doing blind spot Thursdays from an Island. Um, and it may not be for more than a year. No, no, no. So, Kevin, uh, we, we, not you, we, <laughs> this is a partnership. This is like, you've got a goal. <laughs> now you want to come to my island. So maybe, so maybe. Because it's love and collection. My point is, is that you've got, you know, things you want to accomplish. You got places you want to be or experiences you want to experience. And you just live for the day. How are you going to get where you want to get? If uh, five years from now, you ha I haven't lived on an island. It's my own fault. Because I just lived in the moment. I didn't live. I didn't have a plan for the future. Now, to your point, Barry, if I've got a plan to live on an island in the future, I'm going to hold it loosely because it's my plan, it's my goal, it's my dream, it's my desire, but it's not going to define me. Yeah. And it's not going to break my heart if I don't achieve it. <laughs> but I want to have a plan and start putting actions toward that plan. So my daily intentionality can be to get me to where I want to be, not just get me through yeah. today. I don't see it as mutually exclusive. Um, I think you keyed in on, I hold it loosely. There are things that you won't sacrifice in order to get to that island. You've never lived on an island, so you might get there and go, oh, this isn't exactly what I thought it was. Sure. How many people move to the Okanagan here in BC thinking it's going to be a great place to live and then turn around and move home again because their parents... Kids don't come to visit. Their friends don't come to visit. And it's a big adjustment. Sure. Sorry to, you know. Well, you know, Shannon. On your, on your, on your, on your thing. It's just. What, what, no, but it's, that is true. Deal with that. How do you deal with when you get to your bucket list, your goal, whatever? It's not what you expected. That's okay. No, there, there, there's an anticlimactic. It takes away some of that joy because you think, oh, this is going to be great. And then you get there and it's like, oh, this isn't what oh, I want. Oh, well, that's, that's okay. It's the experience that I want to have personally. So if I, if I move to an island and find myself with island people who can't stand it, want to get home, then uh, we move on and I look back and I said, hey, man, that was great. I achieved what I wanted to achieve. It wasn't what I thought it was going to be. I moved on. I've got my new goal. I got my new whatever. So, but part of my intentionality is we are going to spend a month in Curacao as Licky brought up just coming up in February. We're just, hey, let's go work from Curacao for a month, see what it's like to live and work on Lane. Right? We'll do that half a dozen times probably before we move. And that's really, so there's, that's part of the planning, right? Yeah, that's very important because now you know, oh, this is actually what I really, really want because I've experienced yeah. it. And back to, the, back to my original question is we can be intentional today, but can't we also be intentional about where we want to be in five years? 10 years, right? Absolutely. Yeah, I think and if we aren't intentional, can it have some negative ramifications of we don't, we just kind of meander our way through life? Well, what happens when you have goals and you are intentional and you're working for them and then all of a sudden, the, like, like you've experienced, the rug is pulled out from under you and you lost everything and now you got to start over. How do you... 10 years later, look at your life and go, okay, you know, I'm supposed to be there, but I'm here. How do you do that with your mental capacity? Let me answer. 
Um, such a great question, Shannon. Um, that's is why I think Barry said there, that the who and the what are not mutually exclusive. I think the who informs the what. And so if, for example, because I have been there, Shannon, we've, we oh. went, we went through, yeah, we, we've had multiple times that we've lost everything and had to start over, but that's why the who is so important. Because when you have the who and the purpose or whatever language you want to put the intention, whatever language you want to use, when you have the who and the what doesn't work out, you still have the who. Mm -hmm. If you go for the what and you don't know the who, when you get to the what and it doesn't work out, you are lost. You're, 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 you're devastated. Mm -hmm. When we, when we, you know, lost our place to fire and the insurance screwed us over, late, literally broke us we didn't you know we grieved we it wasn't easy my wife particularly grieved because her nest was gone but we were able to keep going and actually use that tragedy to fuel the what the who and and why the why why we do what we do and it actually it actually uh got us through it gave us the energy to go to the next thing so I just, uh, that's such a great question because I think it's so important that we don't devalue the what to be able to live on an island for a year. If that, if that's a goal and you achieve that goal, um, it's the journey towards it that builds you up and keeps informing the who <laughs> it's the journey. But if all your eggs are in the what you, then you're going to be sitting there lost in the who. And yeah. so when you go through a tragedy or a loss, you lose somebody. Um, I, what I try to do to answer your question is I try to bring it back to the who and how do I use this to keep moving forward and to, if, you know, if it's a loss of a person, how do I, how do I memorialize them by doing what I'm called to do, what I'm purposed to do in this life? Good, Mark. And, you know, I, I want to tag on to what you said there. Um, it was Licky, you started asking about work and then I took you away from that subject. Um, but that's that's maybe the differentiator, the who and the what. And if we put all of our emphasis and we put our, and we mix up our who with the what, then it becomes a problem. This is why if you, if you find your identity and you find your fulfillment and everything is about the what, your job, your career, whatever, no matter how passionate you may be about it, then when that falls apart, it's just like going to an island and being solely disappointed if everything was about me and the island, right? But the uh, but we can't have. I think we can't have the uh, the the what. But I love what you said there, Mark and, and Shannon. To your point, is we should always be intentional about the who. Mm -hmm. That's the that's the big picture. When it's all said and done, is who are we becoming? Are we becoming intentionally, or are we becoming accidentally? Because we are always becoming. Yeah, I mean, the thing with this whole conversation is it's very similar to something I went through a few years ago with uh, Hope. And, you know, I kicked Hope to the curb numerous times in my life because Hope brought disappointment. You know, you invite Hope over for dinner and her sister disappointment shows up. So there goes Hope. I don't want her in my life anymore. And what it really understood is that it wasn't the fact that Hope was the problem it was i was having the expectation that what i was hoping for was actually going to happen and when it didn't happen the way that i 
I was expecting it to happen. There was nowhere else to go. Hope is more flexible. It's open. It's kind of airy-fairy. Expectation is concrete. So it's very important to know when you are going to an island that is it a hope that you're going to enjoy it or is it a concrete expectation that you're going to enjoy it? Well, that makes sense. I hope I enjoy it. <laughs> so, that's so good. Also, there's a difference between anticipation and expectation. Hmm. Try to move towards anticipation. That That's more hope side. Expectation puts a framework on it. And then if it doesn't happen exactly that way, there's hope deferred makes a heart sick. It's an old proverb. Hope deferred makes a heart sick. So hope's a powerful motivator, but it also can be hopelessness is a powerful demotivator. And so, yeah. Wow. Well, in the, in the study. To your, uh, to your question, I'm sorry, Shannon. Okay. In the chat. So, what do you say? And when you lose both the what and the who, what then, right? Yeah. Most of you, no, most of you know, some of you don't. I was at the pinnacle of my career in, uh, in business. I've been self-employed most of my life. I sold a business during the dot-com became paper millionaire for a brief moment. Um, paper and brief for the keywords there. And, uh, and the next in the next business I invested in as a stockholder, I became a consultant for, and it turns out, yeah, that's all in my book right there. Thanks, Gene. And, uh, it turns out I was working for a fraudster. So I said, uh, the, the, my boss was running the largest stock fraud in the history of the state of Washington. All the men of the 34 employees went to prison. I was one of them spent 33 months in federal prison for a crime. I didn't even know I was helping him commit, but I was still guilty. It didn't matter what you know. So, um, that was me, Sue. Pinnacle of my career, my whole identity was wrapped up in my being a business success. Um, and then I lost the business during the dot-com bubble burst and my identity began to wane, but then I invested in this other business and was hired as a consultant, which then fed my identity. And then I found myself in a federal prison and that destroyed every fabric of my being, mm -hmm. ripped it apart. And then I had to figure out how do I get back from here? And, and intentionality is a big, big part of it. And then really asking the questions, the age old questions that even Plato and Aristotle wrestled with is who am I? So that's where I began with the journey back. And that's where blind spots really was birthed in my life was in early two thousands in prison where I had to say, who am I? What do I believe? Why do I believe it? How do I know what I believe is true? And what if it's not true, then what? Right. So, so the, the, the road back from a devastation of the what and the who is to focus on the who, not so much the what. The what can inform the who to some degree, but focus on the who, and that is, again, who am I? Um, and that's where a lot of the thoughts that now Licky and I both teach in our workshops and teamwork programs and what have you with, you know, our values exercise, you know, our character, you know, my character counts, um, exercise, the, uh, learning about Aristotle and virtues. I mean, just who am I was the core of it. And during that time, you know, I was formerly a, a Christian minister, uh, lay minister. So it was a volunteer. And I, I, I was a guy who, if you would have asked, I would have said, yeah, I've got high moral compass. I, 
you know, I'm a good man. I, I don't, but then I find myself in prison. I have to stretch my head and go, what the heck is all that about? Mm-hmm. So, so you have to go back to the who, and that's, that, that's, as I'm looking at the clock, that's where I'll, that's yeah. where I'll end my discussion here. But that's, yeah, so Kevin, I want to just add to that for a second. Um, yeah. Living with the who, and I love what you just said, and thanks for bringing it all together with your life experience. But living with the who has to be intentional now. And that's, I think, what we're trying to say is that once you get to that point, live with it. I've got some close to me right now who lost their job and his identity is gone. He doesn't even, he can't even speak. He can't even have a conversation. He doesn't know what to talk about because his work was his conversation. His work was his life. And he abruptly lost his job. So he doesn't know what his who is anymore. So having intentional about who, it's, it's key. And that's what I think life is about. And I asked that question, if tomorrow was the last day, can you just say you've left your legacy, which is your who? So what's not going to matter? I'm, 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 maybe it is. I'm, not for me, it's not. Not much. No. No. Who is what's going to matter, though? Okay, Mike, uh, Mark, Mike drop moment. Last, last quote. <laughs> yeah, I don't do quote on demand. Um, <laughs> There's a quote right there. I don't do quote on demand. Here's my last thing I, I, is encouragement. So if I can do, if I can leave us with one thing today, I want to leave you with courage. So I want to encourage you. The who is there. Just don't let the externals inform who the who is. Discover it within yourself. And you have tremendous value within each of you. You all bring something that is amazing to the table of this life. And I would just want to encourage you and, and, and encourage you to believe that, that there is a very high quality, high value you in there. And that who we need. Right now, this world needs your who. So just take the time, get the help, get the coach, get the encouragement you need to be able to say, you know what, I actually can live with intention now. So that's what I leave you with today. All right, everybody. Hey, until next Thursday, it's been great. Another great conversation. We hope to see all of you and more uh, next week. Make it a great week in the meantime. And bye for now. Thank you for listening to the Awareness Advantage podcast brought to you weekly by the leadership team at Blind Spots Global, a multinational, multicultural leadership development organization specializing in transforming managers who are good at getting stuff done into great leaders who can influence and inspire others to achieve their best. If you have not yet subscribed, please do so now so you will never miss an episode. If you would like to join our live virtual studio audience and participate in the conversations, visit us at blindspots.vip forward slash audience. That's blindspots.vip forward slash audience. We hope to see you there.